listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... And we're not doing horror this week. This is your buddy Ghoul Mike. We'll get to, my, we'll, we'll get to horror eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, everyone? Instead, we're going to be covering a series that in many ways has been horrifically bad. Um, <laughs> it has its moments. <laughs> Okay. I mean, the fa- we're covering the Fast and the Furious movies, a series I wanted to actually discuss for a while, but Josh hates the Fast and the Furious series. I tried, I was like, just watch number five. Just give me number five, okay? Five is the good one. He's like, I can't make it through this. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Fine, whatever. But um, the series did not start auspiciously. It did not continue auspiciously. It took quite a long time to finally find its feet. And then it finally got good for a little while, but it, it's kind of shitty again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the first movie was was good. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it that much because I wasn't into cars. Like the first movie is really about the cars. Like it's a good movie. It's an action flick, sure. theft, mm-hmm. police, you know, double cross, underhanded, whatever, you know, story at the end, brotherhood, whatever. It's, it's point but, break, like, but with the vroom vroom. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good is. way to put it. It, is. it's it really totally is. I've made that point repeatedly on the website because that's what it fucking is. It's just, it's just goddamn Point Break, guys. Point Point Break, a movie I also love very much. <laughs> so the, now I understand why this speaks to me. The first Fast and the Furious movie, Point Break. So <laughs> yeah. with, with surfboards, with surfboards. I think I honestly, I think they upgraded with the cars because I've, I've gone back and watched Point Break, and as much as I love Keanu and Patrick Swayze, that movie is yeah. cheesy as fucking hell. It, it's aged quite a bit. It really has, <laughs> it, but it's still it's a fun movie. It's a '90s in a nutshell, is what it is. Yeah, well, and I mean, it kind of feels that way for Fast and Furious because it's, I mean, Fast and Furious started in 1996. Is that, that uh, right? Le- actually, believe it or not, if if you're you want to throw up a little bit, it, it, two thousand one. It's okay, two thousands. So, it felt older to me too. If he, well, here's the thing: if you're like, it felt older. Okay, we're talking about a difference of five years, and it's twenty twenty three, dude. That's over. <laughs> it is twenty thirteen. <laughs> it's twenty thirteen still, my guy. Please, it's twenty twenty three, dude. <laughs> oh, no, I refuse no, to no. believe that's where we are. <laughs> You're like that guy that's like, I'm not that far from Final Fantasy IV, honest guys, no. It, it's funny. I saw a post on a social media site within the last couple of days that said we are closer to the summer of 2069 than the summer of 69, and I literally wanted to throw up. <laughs> so the, the meme I see is the ones like the teens that are like, oh, you so you grew up in the late 1900s, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I ref- that will never be something that my mind can grasp. <laughs> but... But, I mean, we are far enough along where they haven't even seen it now, and at least some of these kids were alive for the start of the Fast and the Furious series. This is yeah. this is their Point Break series, dude. Yes, 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 yes. And the first movie, it like we said, had its moments. It was about the cars. Like, the cars mm-hmm. were the star of the movie. But, you know, then we it, it was really good. Then we move on to the second one, and the second one, like, it's I not, mean, what, do, what are your... It's, th- not, <laughs> it's, it's a movie so bad, Vin Diesel refused to come back, okay? <laughs> the only one without Dominic Toretto. That's yeah, so In funny. any way, shape, or form. Now, the third one's no no treasure either, but he at least comes back for a little bit, and we'll touch upon yeah. why. But the second one, oh, my God. Like, okay, so it introduces the two 
characters whose names I'm now not remember. Tej is one of them, played by Ludacris. Tej and, and Roman. Roman, thank you. Or even just yeah. the two of them, Roman the Mouth and Tej the yeah. Tech Guy, who wasn't the Tech Guy yet, but is now the Tech Guy because they reinvented him for the fifth yeah. film. But, like, yeah. they're good side characters, and there's some cheesy moments, but Paul Walker, bless his dead soul, could not <laughs> carry that movie on his own, okay? He tried. He tried. He, he gave it his all. <laughs> he tried with every single iota of bad acting talent he had, and yeah. he could not carry it. <laughs> his frosted hair was unable to lift that movie on oh its my, own. Oh, it's oh so bad. my God. So 2003, bad. the summer of frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like, uh, like you said, like it was, it was a bad movie wrapped up and trying to be a sequel that wasn't quite there. Uh, and even the one that comes after this, which we'll talk about next, is like you know a bit of a, a, a side story stepchild of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but the thing know, about the thing about Too Fast, Too Furious that I don't want to skip yet is mm-hmm. it introduces the one major thing that the first movie didn't have. First movie being mm-hmm. Point Break really kind of lacks a villain. Like you're supposed yes. to think of Dominic Toretto as a villain, but because he bonds with Paul Walker's character, whatever his name is, O'Connor, Brian O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Walker, because he bonds with Paul Walker. um, Like there, there's no real villain. There's a hero and a kind of an anti-hero and they're circling around each other, kind of giving off gay vibes the whole time, which I was there for. Um, (laughs) If if they wanted to commit to that in the, in the movies, that would have been fine. No, no complaints, no judgment. Um, But like the second movie does the thing that they have to do because they don't have Dom again. And, mm-hmm. I mean, if they'd done the same movie over again, I don't think it would have been anywhere near or any any more successful than what we got. But right. they give us a villain. They introduce mm-hmm. a drug dealer, and they say, this is who you actually have to fight with cars now. And that's where the mo- series went from that point forward. Go fight with cars. Yeah, yeah. And, and still, the movie, <laughs> like, it has some outlandish moments in there, uh-huh. but we haven't quite gotten to, like, you know, the Looney Tunes comicness mm-hmm. of the later of the later mm-hmm. part of the franchise. The much like, later. Just tries to one up itself, <laughs> and even the third movie, as bad as it is, because it has barely anything to do with the series until that last scene. But even yeah. the third movie at least tries to keep shit somewhat grounded. There's still yeah. way too much CGI in that movie, especially in the final downtown or the downhill Tokyo scene that you know is all <laughs> fake. Um, oh, come on, come on! That was absolutely done by two drivers in those cars. Come uh-huh, on, sure. <laughs> but like. It, it still keeps things fairly grounded. Now, it's really weird to go from those two crime movies of the first couple to Tokyo Drift and suddenly have a story about high school. Yeah, it's, really it's funny, too. Like, yeah. you know, it's the military brat, you know, mm-hmm. going, like, you know, has to leave home because, you know, a problem child, troubled kid, goes to live with his father in Japan and, you know, meets Bow Wow and, like, mm-hmm. you know, bonds and hangs <laughs> out, and, you know, and then, you know, kind of back to sort of about the cars. Um, kind of. You know, with, Kind of, but kind we're of. we're still in that like you know, not quite villain, but you know, bad boy villain kind of mm-hmm. local asshole. You know, father, grandfather's yakuza, like whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to follow in that movie, but we can't ignore it for two reasons. One, Dominic Toretto comes back, and Vin Diesel right. did a spectacular job negotiating that contract. <laughs> I think he literally says seven words. <laughs> he says seven words. He gets paid a decent amount of money. And the most important thing, because Universal was desperate for him to come back, he negotiated that if he came back for that one scene in that movie, he would own the rights to the Riddick character and could do whatever he wanted with him from that point forward. 
Oh, what a smart guy, dude. Riddick, right. another great, great series, by the way. I oh, love yeah. Riddick. We, we can discuss fun. that series later. It's fantastic. Oh, but yeah, no. Heck yeah. That, I mean, that's just so, like people give Vin, Diz- Vin Diesel shit, but he's built a <laughs> career very smartly, I will note, out of mm-hmm. just like being the kind of person that he is and making really smart contractual decisions like that one right yeah. there. Yeah. And I mean, look at Groot, too. I mean, literally, he's the, he's done the voice in other languages to literally own that voice. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, you know, Swedish Groot. There's no, you there's know, Ugandan Groot. It's Vin yep. Diesel yep. in that language. Like, yep. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, and even like, you know, another movie from, you know, our, our childhood air quote, not quite, you know, childhood, but you got my point. The Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. Also Vin Diesel in a voiceover role. A fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So makes a lot of smart decisions, that guy. And then the other thing that the third movie brings in, which is key to the whole franchise, is Han. Oh, one of my favorite characters of the whole series. And I love interestingly, Han. doesn't originate in Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he comes from um, Justin Lin's, uh, I'm not sure if it's his debut film, but his previous film, Better Luck Tomorrow, which I actually just recently watched. It's a mm. decent little high school crime film. It's not bad. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm doesn't feel in the universe because it wasn't meant to be in the universe. But then, mm-hmm. like, uh, Justin Lin fell in love with the Han character and wanted to bring him back and was allowed to. So I was just like, all right, well, you're coming to go yeah. do these movies now. And Han fits so perfectly. Han is great. Um, you know, a bit techie, bit smart, very street savvy. He's mm-hmm. he, his I think they call him the chameleon in the fourth one. Like that's his role of the posse. He's the mm-hmm. guy that like blends in and can just kind of like, you know, look like he appears to be there, which he plays fantastically. A certain amount of spy craft to him, even if he doesn't have the spy craft. He just yeah, he works mm-hmm. well in that one. And so the, the that movie is throwaway on all regards except for the fact that it finally brings vin diesel back and it introduces han like if it wasn't for those two things you could just ignore this movie entirely and be like this movie never happened no we don't need it it's fine whatever there there was a long period of time where like to me this wasn't quite canon (laughs) you know to the it had Mm -hmm. the name fast and the furious but it wasn't quite Mm -hmm. in the same storyline and then you know we'll get to much later down the line how some of these characters come back which is funny um but it really did like you said introduce han who was instrumental throughout the rest of the franchise and Mm -hmm. and vin diesel making another very smart decision Mm -hmm. so then we have fast and furious which is you could tell they named it that because they wanted to quote unquote soft reboot they weren't rebooting but they were but they were rebooting all at the same time so they did their soft reboot of the franchise. Basically, take it back to, to, to um, basics. Somehow, despite being a wanted criminal in the second movie, uh, Brian O'Connor is once again with the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> they just gloss right over it. They're like, you're not paying attention. You didn't watch Too Fast, Too Furious, right? You don't care about yeah. this at all. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out how he did that, and I really don't think it's very well explained at all. It's not explained at all. Like I know that in the, the sequel, he gets like, a pass and he's allowed to just yeah. go off and be a citizen but yes. there's a big difference between we're just we're not going to press any charges against you and mm-hmm. we're going to let you back into the FBI that's like that's two very different things there guys <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a set of extremes i would say um <laughs> they're just like you know. We, we we literally couldn't find anyone else on the planet to be an FBI agent again, so we're going to let you get a second try at it. And after they do that, he fucks them over again. So that was a really bad decision on their part. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, he probably made the right decision, though. I mean, family <laughs> comes first. <laughs> just, it's just funny. So, yeah, I, I know the fourth movie exists. There's yes. some CGI sequence where they drive under a mountain tunnel to deliver drugs or not or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, they're 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 trafficking drugs from Mexico to the United States through like underground tunnels and stuff. And like you said, the CGI is it, it's passable, passable. Um, but I mean, again, like it's 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 a fun movie. It has its moments. Um, it, it this is where the franchise decided, like, hey, we went from getting four shots of this to now we're a franchise and this is what we are. And then you know, six seven movies later, we're still going to be talking about them. Yep, that this this was. This was a big success for them because it brought all the original characters back together yeah. Uh, yeah. and gave them like a villain to fight and a reason to exist all in the same movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that was a big deal, but it wasn't this movie that really relaunched the franchise. It was the fifth one. Oh, so, the fifth one. It's so good. <laughs> it's it is my favorite. Too. It's good. so good. It's so good. Well, it has, it does this thing that the movies needed. They built up mm-hmm. such a huge cast of characters. That they brought mm-hmm. all the characters basically together, except for you know most of the cast of Tokyo Trip to the Han, um, right. and d- dumps them all into a single movie so they can play off each other and basically do an Ocean's Eleven. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they do an Ocean's Eleven, um, and so they get together to. Uh, they're on the run in Brazil. They mm-hmm. so they call in some guys and they're like, we could just steal a bunch of money and go live in a country without extradition and so forth. And you're like, you know what? We like you guys. Even though you're doing something wrong, you're doing it to a guy that's even more wrong. So let's just say this is a good idea. Yeah, you know, we're bad guy, you know, meets worse bad guy, uh, bad Mm -hmm. guy, not so bad anymore kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And then, of course, they do the Ocean's Eleven with cars. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most fun you know, chase scenes in a movie oh is them dragging that fucking safe through the downtown of Brazil, Rio. And yeah. just, it, it faked me out too. Like that's the, I didn't know that happened until they showed it at the end. It was a great reveal. And that made the movie like just pay off for me in the end. It was a fun ride. Yep. You got all the characters playing off each other. It really felt like a good story. They all worked really well together. And in the end, the little fake out was just, it was, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was really well written. But also the most important part of that movie is the fact that all that action there and that sequence done real. It's just practical yeah. effects. Like yeah. they had three different types of safe that they used depending upon what they needed. And they did it all with practical effects. And it's so stupidly awesome. We've said before that like, you know, it's a lost art practical effects. Mm-hmm. And it was done very well here. We've talked a mm-hmm. couple times already about the CGI being passable. That's mm-hmm. what made this movie great. You are 100% correct. Yep. That was, most of it was done with practical effects. And so they got like a real true feel to it that the other movies just, you know, lacked in comparison. And unfortunately, they didn't really learn the lesson because they started shying away from the practical effects again after this one and going back to a lot of CGI. Most of the later films are so glaringly obvious in their CGI. It's just like, <laughs> I'm not invested in this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Really, number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah, it's it it exists. Yeah, it made more money than five, I Mm -hmm. guess you could say. But I don't think it's a better movie at all. No, it's like something about one of the Shaw brothers and something something car chase. Like I I I I've seen this movie a couple times, and I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck happened to this one again?" 
so like the the main thing here is the whole you know Letty passing in in the uh, the the previous movie and that or two movies ago whatever mm-hmm. it was and then I mean I gotta get confused here and there, um, but then you know she's back here but she has it's amnesia probably. yeah and and Dom's like I still love her even though he's with the girl from Brazil kind of sort of um, I don't know and has a kid um, with her which I like I feel really bad for that girl because she gets yeah. dumped after yeah. having his kid. And it's just like, oh, okay, man. But she sort of seems fine with it too at the end, which is just like kind of, it's like we're gonna tie this up where you you I'm I'm gonna be okay with this. You go be with the woman you love, even though you've been banging me for how long and we have a child together, it's fine. At least a year, at least a fucking year. Yeah. yeah. Like oh yeah. guys, guys, this is this is this is there's some questionable morals in this movie. I'm I'm, I'm having to start have, have some problems with here. <laughs> and like yeah. the the whole plot with like you know the it, it starts to get like more far fetched. It's less about thefting cars and whatnot, and now it's like you know com- a computer system thing to like you know shut yes. down power or something. Yes. Like, this is this is where it starts to get really silly. Is like yeah. they're they're looking for the god's eye or something. Was that this one? No, it's the next one, isn't it? I think that's the next, next one. one. Yeah. The next but one I mean, like I said, yeah, but. These last three or four kind of just all blend together into one giant cacophony of like, hey, how can we top the action here? And now I don't remember what I watched. <laughs> yeah, no, and I like it. The thing is, I actually, I like the seventh one despite its weird over-the-top te- techness. But it is mm-hmm. this thing where this movie introduces the concept of let's make them not just street racers, but let's start <laughs> making them a little more like spies. Because now they have mm-hmm. an international, like, quests they have to go on and they have to deal with like a guy going out for revenge on them who has international spy training so now Mm. they need to become international spies to keep up with them and Mm. that was far-fetched enough because you're like what movie are we watching this is this is the one the sequel to the movie where they stole a safe and were dumb like (laughs) really but that one that one at least kept things grounded like they were on the street racing the whole time this sixth one they're like "Ooh, look let's go do other dumb shit you know I'm I'm fairly certain in the seventh one too. This is where they drive the cars out of the building in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so that was obviously <laughs> and CGI, survive? but it was and survive. Yeah, it was dumb, but I liked it because of like at, at least it went over the top on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this movie does introduce uh, another. Well, from this point forward, is a uh, basically reoccurring character of the franchise, uh, Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jason Statham, a great actor. Uh, a lot of films I like Wasted that he's here. done. You know, you know, Snatch is a great movie that he's mm-hmm. been in. You know, a lot of really great films. The Megs are fun, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but he plays a good action hero. And he's, he's the bad guy here. But, like, you know, because you hurt my family. You know, we're back on the theme of family. His younger brother is the guy from the sixth movie we kind of sort of don't remember. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I can't remember if he's the villain of the seventh or if that's mm-hmm. someone else. Or, like, was he the yeah. villain of the, like... It all blends together at this point because it's just everyone who gets introduced then becomes a hero in the next one. You're just like, which one were we discussing again? Because it's like, yeah. like Deckard Shaw becomes a hero for the next one as a, a clutch person to help out when, what's her name? Viral, Sylph, Cyril, whatever fucking... Cypher. Cypher, thank you. A fucking... Yeah. Fucking Furiosa yeah. shows up, and I'm like, <laughs> you are so much cooler in Mad Max, girl. I mean, or Atomic Blonde. Yeah. You're kind of wasted here. Ooh, um, that was a fun movie too, yes, by the way. Atomic Blonde, great movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, no. the seventh movie too, like you said, though it, it just it it we will give it credit for being an ending that it's over the top. I liked that. 
yeah and and the the end too when dom and brian are driving and mm-hmm. you know it was after paul walker passed and the the wiz khalifa charlie puth song is playing and they mm-hmm. drive separate ways like it was a really nice ending if they decided to call it there i wouldn't have been surprised you know what uh, i was gonna say this i was gonna say you know i'm sure it's an unpopular opinion for those who like the later films if there's anyone mm-hmm. who likes the later films but mm-hmm. these should have stopped at seven the second paul yeah. walker died um and the whole bonded brother energy between these two just couldn't be carried forward after that because mm-hmm. uh, like honestly even paul walker kind of grew into this role and made a watchable um, yeah, they should have just stopped it. They lost the, their point break. They have no point now. It's like eight, nine, and ten are all about Dom, and mm-hmm. on his own, he's just not that interesting a character. You know, they introduce a few characters in the in the later movies, trying mm-hmm. to find that same chemistry. But mm-hmm. you know, got, you know, Paul Walker, rest in peace. You know, you you were synonymous with this franchise. Whatever you, you want to say, yeah, you. you and him and Vin Diesel, they were very good friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had this was palpable on screen chemistry. Yeah, you could mm-hmm. tell they were friends, even, to your point, even on screen. And this really definitely hurt when, when he passed. And if they called it here, like you said, unpopular mm-hmm. opinion, I would have been fine with it. It was a good ending. So, yeah, they, um, they, they bring in Cypher and she's boring. Yeah. And that yeah, movie she's... was boring. She's a villain. Um, I, I don't quite know. Like, you know, she just kind of shows Dom a picture and then he goes rogue on his family that he's been protecting for seven movies. Like, it just doesn't, I, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah, and then Nine introduces a brother that was just retconned in and right. it's, it's supposed to introduce family issues. I'm like, but, but you have a sister. <laughs> And a yeah. brother-in-law, you treat like a brother. You didn't need a brother. Like this adds nothing. I know this. This adds John Cena. God damn it! And nothing. that's just exactly what this franchise needed. I like John Another, Cena. He's wasted here too. Okay. He he does some fun little stupid action movies. He really mm-hmm. does. He's a he's a decent enough actor too because he has to be to be a professional wrestler he can mm-hmm, do it mm-hmm. like the rock you know he's a good actor say what you want action flick buff muscle head whatever mm-hmm. but he's a good actor and passable because of his career as a wrestler and yeah. john Cena, to your point also here wasted in this role and yes. has done some pretty good stuff yeah no i i there there's a teen sex comedy called blockers where three parents find out that their daughters have like done an American pie and they basically have a uh, pact to lose their virginity at graduation. Mm -hmm. Um, And the parents are like, no, no, we have to stop that. And he plays this like delightfully overbearing dad. That's sweet (laughs) and weird. And the movie is actually really funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he's one of the best parts of it because he just has a go for broke attitude for all the dumb pratfalls and jokes and everything they make him do. You gotta gotta message me that the name of that movie. I want to watch that. That sounds, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. But blockers is great. He's wasted in uh, F9. That's where he comes in. And then yeah. F, F10 is just... its a, It doesn't even have a plot. It's just a mess of a movie. Like, have you seen yeah. the fifth to tenth one? <laughs> I have. Um, this was them saying, okay, we got to do... We got to we gotta one-up up. ourselves again. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're going to throw, you know, Jason Momoa now in the picture. Great at, in the movie. Yeah, as the, the, the estranged son of the villain they killed so many movies ago. Like, Another retcon, yep. So it, it and it does leave you with a bit of, of a somber note at the end because you know you don't know really what happens to everybody. You're assuming they're probably going to survive and be fine, but it does leave some of their fates ambiguous. Which I mean was I guess a 
a bold decision. Uh. My problem is it has no real plot. It's just a mm-hmm. bunch of scenes strung together of them running around. Uh, yeah. And it has no character arcs. None of the characters yeah. grow or change in any real way from start to finish. Now, Jason Momoa is killing the shit out of his character. I mm-hmm. love him. I love the fact that they basically let him define the character. They let mm-hmm. him define his outfits. They let him to do everything to make the character the way he wanted. And you can tell he's having the best fucking time in this movie. because He's <laughs> the only watchable thing here. The rest mm-hmm. of the movie is dog shit. It's pretty bad. Uh, I yeah. mean, it, they, they definitely laid some foundation at the end, bringing back Giselle, who we thought died, who was Han's love interest, who's now alive, which is what? you know what? a theme here I'm seeing continue. So I guess we'll see her in the next one, which okay, there but, will be. Okay, but, but <sighs> spoiler, John Cena's character dies in this movie. And then Giselle comes back. And I'm like, okay, so when's John Cena coming back? Because no one fucking dies. Are you going to bring back the Brazilian sister now at this point? What the fuck is going on? She was shot in the head, yeah. but I think she's got a good chance say, of coming yeah, back, was, you know? The one that actually we saw die? Like, are right. we sure? Fucking body double. No, no, I was over here the whole time working with Cypher on something else. Yeah, guess what? This was more CGI that we paid for. We didn't really oh die. Oh, my God. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's... It's. I'll, I'll watch the next one. It, it, this one was not as successful as nine. You know, say what you will. Nine uh, actually was. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. They haven't had a really great film since eight. Seven. I guess. Yeah, yeah, looking at like you know the dollars, but oh. seven, one point five billion. It's a lot of money. Financially, you're right. Ticks down from there. You know. Yeah. Financially, eight was their big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Like creatively, seven was probably their their peak or mm-hmm. their second peak. Five is the best. Hands yes. down. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't even get into, like, the weird spinoffs that we have to, like, I guess, quote-unquote discuss. There's Hobbs and Shaw, which is also dog shit. Um, they a fun action movie between I, Statham and The Rock. I mean, whatever. It, it, it was I, fine. I, it's, it's like, here are two characters we barely know. Let's have a movie about them, and they don't change in any significant way. <laughs> like, okay, sure. I mean, I mean, Idris Elba, sure. Oh, yeah. No, that's the other problem I have with Hobbs and Shaw. Let's introduce Idris Elba. And oh, by the way, now superheroes exist in this universe. But Helen Mirren. Really? Really? Uh, Very, very interesting. So dumb. And then never reference again. Sister doesn't show back up. No one ever references the superhero tech. We go back to dealing with the fucking God's Eye for like the eighth fucking time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's also a cartoon. And that's as much as we need to say about that. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, it's a Netflix cartoon, Fast and Furious something or other. No one cares about because it's spies and kids. It's um, whatever. Right. I'm, I'm going to have to maybe take a look because now I'm curious. <laughs> no, don't. I think it stars Dominic Toretto's cousin because this family can't stop breeding also and having retconned in family members. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm noticing a theme here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think the best part of these movies is the fact that they – are just consistently inconsistently named. I mm-hmm. love that about this franchise. It's dumb <laughs> and fantastic. I mean, the second movie set it off with Too Fast, Too Furious, which is a movie title that understands it's for a bad movie and it just wants to have fun, okay? Funny enough, like, you know, the Too Fast, Too Furious was always, like, a little inside joke between oh, yeah. my wife and I. Like, whenever we were talking about something that, like, sucked, it was, like, Too Fast, Too Suck or something. Like, yeah. it's been a running oh, yeah. joke for years, this this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's as much of a joke title as like Electric Boogaloo. Anytime you want to slap that onto something, like it's <laughs> like yeah, it's just you you gotta 
it, it makes its own means. It's so good. Yeah. And then the series since then has just never had the same title twice. And yeah, it's great. It's, it's tough it. to tell. It's tough yeah. to tell sometimes what's what. Like right. I, I had to Fast and Furious. Is that five or four? Oh, wait, Fast Five. Obviously, that's five. Duh. Okay, Fast and Furious. Wait, which one is what? Like it, it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, there's Fast and Furious for number four, but then Fast and Furious six, and you're sitting there going, were there four movies in between I missed? Is this... Is this a sidequel? What's going? I'm so lost now. <laughs> yeah, the, the Fast and the Furious starts us off, and then we're gonna have Fast and Furious in yeah. there as well, oh, and then yeah. fa- followed by Fast Five, and then F Nine. Uh, you know, the tornado <laughs> occurs. Like uh... F Nine, the Furious Saga. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you're overselling it there, guys. Saga is doing a lot of heavy lifting for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for F Nine now to be a really bad movie on Sci-Fi about some ridiculous <laughs> tornado that I got to go watch because I love bad sci-fi movies so yeah no i think i think we're in agreement they should have ended this with number seven that was probably their peak and i mean if you decide to go watch the series just stop there yeah Yeah. watch one four five seven and you're good yeah you've got all the characters Uh, yeah. yeah, you can throw part. three in. The, you can throw three in there, I guess, if you want. Oh yeah, about three again with Fast and Furious, like Tokyo. Tokyo the the people from Tokyo Drift come back in like nine and ten at some point and play like you know side characters. They're still involved in the franchise. Like it's it's, yeah. it's, it's very it's really weird. weird at the really end. Weird. Well, and what's funny is that because the the technically they call, consider Fast uh, Tokyo Drift the third one to happen mm-hmm. after most of the franchise. These characters right. were only supposed to be six months older, but are visibly bald. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's funny on like you know on the wiki page they like make sure to admit that they're in their 20s and i'm like get the fuck out of here yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yeah no you are you are very definitely 35 with a bald patch and a beard yeah. gut, guys come on yeah you Just... pulled off the teenager 15 years ago it's not gonna work now not i'm sorry work now, guys i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> anyway all right this has been not so live from asteroid g putting donuts in the parking lot i'm mike finkelstein <laughs> And I'm probably going to go pull my e-brake and do some spins as well. And we will see you all next time. It's interesting to see him and Kitten shut the fuck up. We're recording a podcast. Oh, my God. Cute little kitty. Jesus. Loud as shit. They have opinions as well. Loud as shit.